0: When the N-W-O destroys you, anything else Hey, hello there, friends, and fellow wisdom seekers, fellow truth seekers, and anybody else just checking in with that unquenchable thirst for wisdom and knowledge. Welcome, everybody, to the Brave New World Order podcast. Straight out the dungeons of podcasting, I am Brandon St. One, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and as always, I am very grateful for each and every one of you coming along with me on this journey, and in today's episode, we are going to be diving into Payman, who is one of the kings of hell and the evil spirit from the movie Hereditary. But Payman is mentioned in some pretty old texts that go way, way back, possibly to Mesopotamia and Babylon. But more recently, Payman was mentioned in the book of Abramelin by Abraham of Worms. And I did an episode on the Abramelin ritual and the movie A Dark Song a few episodes ago. So if you haven't listened to that, check it out. And since most of you seem to enjoy the episode on the Abramelin ritual... I thought I would do an episode on Payman from the movie Hereditary and really dive into what that's all about, where it comes from, who this deity is. And I also did a deep dive on some Reddit forums to see if there's anybody out there, real people, who talked about conjuring or invoking Payman. And I'll dive into those threads as well. So we'll be going into all of what King Payman is all about But before we do that, please take one second, if you can, to like the show or follow, subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff. Help the Brave New World Order podcast grow. I know there's a lot of people out there helping out the show because I'm not the one promoting it and the numbers are growing here and there. So I appreciate each and every one of you helping out the show, sharing, liking, following, leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you listen on Spotify, there is a QA. I don't think it helps the godforsaken algorithm, but I love hearing from you. So you can answer the question or you can reach out. You can email me, follow me on Twitter. My email is the Brave New World Order Podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter. I never post on there at all. I don't do shit on Twitter. But you can follow me on there and reach out to me if you want to say what's up at Brave NWO Podcast. I didn't start the Brave New World Order podcast to become a social media influencer or to start an Instagram or do anything on Twitter or TikTok or any of that crap. I don't need any of that stuff. All I need is one mic. And I really, really appreciate all of you listeners and anybody who supports the show and reaches out and shares these episodes with people and leaves a review. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And if you really like the Brave New World Order podcast and you want to go the extra mile and help it out and help it grow. There are a couple links in the show notes for you to help support it. Thank you so much for anyone who already does. It doesn't really give me any way to reach out to you and say what's up. So I just want to thank you right here and now from the bottom of my heart to everybody. All right, enough of that self-promotion bullshit. Let's get to the goods. Let's dive into the abyss and look into King Payman, one of the kings of hell. Now, the first I ever heard of Payman, this demon, whatever these things are, fallen angels, interdimensional beings, who knows. But the first time I ever heard of Payman was from the movie Hereditary. And it's a really good movie, and I'm going to spoil it a little bit. So if you haven't seen it, pause and then come back to the podcast after or just continue along with me here. But the movie is pretty much one big ritual unbeknownst to the audience and the main characters, which is a family with two children. And it's about payment because the grandmother died and she's involved with some cult and they do rituals. And it turns out that the youngest daughter is very weird and strange. And she does this clicking noise with her mouth. She goes and picks up a bird after it smashes into a window at school and keeps it. And it turns out that she has payment in her or she is payment and the grandmother and her crazy cult following friends want to transfer payment from the female body into the oldest son who's like 16 years old so the whole movie is this ritual playing out and it's really cool because the first time you see it like i said you don't know that obviously but then if you watch it again then you get to see all the shit kind of happening and the foreshadowing and the weird people in the background that are like creeping around this family. Kind of pushing this ritual along as it happens. And it's a really good movie and I highly recommend it to everybody. I'm not going to dive into every little piece of it and every little plot device and theme and all that shit. I just really wanted to talk about how I discovered payment in the movie Hereditary. Similar to how I discovered the Abermelon ritual from the movie A Dark Song which I did an episode on a couple of episodes ago. Go check it out and watch that movie too. Really good stuff. So I wanted to look into what payment is after seeing Hereditary and see where the writers and director got the idea from. And it really goes deep. It's old, old text that payment first showed up in. Like I mentioned earlier, the Abramelin ritual in the Book of Abramelin, Payman can be used during the Abramelon ritual. It's one of the demons and deities listed in the book by Abraham of Worms. But that book doesn't describe payment and his qualities and what he looks like and how to conjure him and what he's out for and what he does for people. So I found some old... I tried to find where he came from exactly, like how far back. And the first thing I can really find is the Key of Solomon and then this book by Johann Weyer from 1563 is called Prestigious Demonum. from and he built upon that with the Pseudo Monarchia Demonum. and this is where payment is listed as number 22 of 69 different demons as opposed to the key of Solomon and the Lesser Key of Solomon, where he's listed as number 9 of the 72 demons listed. And I should also note that in these three books, Paimon is listed as a king. But in the Book of Abramelin, he is just listed as a duke. But I'm going to read from Johann Weyer and his Pseudo-Monarchia Demonum from 1563. And the description of payment translated from Latin into English by Reginald Scott in his book, The Discovery of Witchcraft, from 1584. And I just want to say before I go any further that the only sections out of these books that I read are the descriptions of these demons. Because I'm not reading any parts of the invocations or anything like that. And I'm reading off PDFs. I don't want really to be honest, any of this shit really in my house or anything. I know that like in Hollywood and the movie Hereditary, the portrayal of these things is probably not like really what's going on. But I do believe in like energies and dark energies. And I don't really want to mess around with that stuff. I just find it really interesting. And I would just want to talk about it. So with that being said, let's read from this book here. And it is translated from... Latin to English in the 1500s, so some of it is a little weird and off, so I'll do my best here. So number 22, payment is more obedient in Lucifer than other kings are. Lucifer is here to be understood, he that was drowned in the depth of his knowledge. He would needs be like God, and for his arrogance was thrown out into destruction, of whom it is said, Every precious stone is thy covering from Ezekiel. Paman is constrained by divine virtue to stand before the exorcist, where he putteth on the likeness of a man. He sitteth on a beast called a dromedary, which is a swift runner and weareth a glorious crown and hath an effeminate countenance. There goeth before him, and host of men with trumpets, and well-sounding cymbals, and all musical instruments. At the first he appeareth with a great cry and roaring, as in Circulo Empto Salomonis, and in the art is declared. And if this payment speak some time, that the conjurer understand him not, let him not therefore be dismayed. But when he hath delivered, Him the first obligation to observe his desire, he must bid him also answer him distinctly and plainly to the questions he shall ask you of all philosophy, wisdom, and science, and of all other secret things. And if you will know the disposition of the world and what the earth is or what holdeth it up in the water, Or any other thing, or what is abyssus, or where the wind is, or from whence it cometh, he will teach you abundantly. Consecrations also, as well as sacrifices, offerings, libations, as otherwise may be reckoned. He giveth dignities and confirmations, he bindeth them that resist him in his own chains and subjecteth them to the conjurer, he prepareth good familiars, and hath the understanding of all arts. Note that at the calling up of him, the exorcist must look towards the northwest, because there is his house. When he is called up, let the exorcist receive him constantly without fear, Let him ask what questions. So that is how payment is described in the Pseudo-Monarchia Demonum, translated in the 1500s. And the Lesser Key of Solomon, also known as the Ars Gosha, which is from the 17th century or so. Nobody really knows who wrote it or anything like that, but the name means art charm translated from Latin to English. And when I read all this stuff about payment and the arts and music, and I think about what's going on and how long it's been going on with Hollywood and the music industry and all these famous people who seem to dabble in the occult arts, all the symbolism is out there. They put the hand signs up. They do lots of weird stuff. You know, how all these famous occultists over time have gotten famous, like Crowley and Most recently that Marina Abramovich, however you say her name, she's connected to all these celebrities. So then I wonder if they're doing rituals, like what kind of rituals are they doing? Are they doing rituals to summon entities like payment to help further their careers and shit like that? I don't know. It's very interesting to think about, though. I mean, there's like 72 of these damn demons to choose from. And it seems like they can each bring you different types of powers and abilities or whatever. So who knows what these people are doing behind closed doors. And from what I can tell, and we'll get into it a little bit more later, because I went down the Reddit rabbit hole. There are just regular everyday people who are diving into this and doing rituals to conjure payment. And they think that they have like a relationship with payment and all that crazy shit. So that's just a little side ramble. Let's read a little bit more about Payman from the Lesser Key of Solomon, and like I said, also known as the Ars Gosha, and this is where Payman is listed as number nine of the 72 demons that you can conjure or invoke or whatever you want to call it. I know people who dive into this stuff for real are real specific about it, and they probably would listen to me talk about it and think that I'm a dumbass or whatever, but Hey, I'm just diving into this shit as just a regular person who thinks it's pretty interesting. And if you're into this more, and if you have tried to summon or conjure, invoke anything like this, I would love to hear from you. No judgment or anything. It's all just very fascinating stuff. Just kind of spooks me out, to be honest with you. So, number nine from the Ars payment Payman. The Ninth Spirit in this order is Pamon, a great king, and very obedient unto Lucifer. He appeareth in the form of a man sitting upon a dromedary, with a crown most glorious upon his head. There goeth before him also a host of spirits, like men with trumpets and well-sounding cymbals, and all other sorts of musical instruments. He hath a great voice and roareth at his first coming, and his speech is such that the magician cannot well understand unless he can compel him. This spirit can teach all arts and sciences, and other secret things. He can discover unto thee what the earth is, and what holdeth it up in the waters, and what mind is, and where it is, or any other thing thou mayest desire to know. He giveth dignity, and confirmeth the same. He bindeth, or maketh, any man subject unto the magician, if he so desire it. He giveth good familiars, and such as can teach all arts. He is to be observed towards the West. He is of the order of dominations, he hath under him two hundred legions of spirits, and part of them are of the order of angels, and the other part of the potentates. Now, if thou callest this spirit payment alone, thou must make him some offering, and there will attend him two kings called Labo and Abilim and also other spirits who be of the order of potentates in his host, and twenty-five legions. And those spirits which be subject unto them are not always with them unless the magician do compel them. His character is that which must be worn as a layman before thee. And by character, that means the sigil which you can see in The Lesser Key of Solomon or look it up online. Or if you watch Hereditary, the people writing it obviously did their research and used the sigil from The Lesser Key of Solomon in the movie. So that's what it means where it says, his character is this which must be worn as a layman before thee. Just to clarify that a little bit, now that we read the description of payment and everything. Let's look into exactly where the word payment comes from because it possibly came all the way back from the Bible, the Old Testament. And I got this from this person known as Priestess Akelta. And I'll put the link in the description so you can read the whole page. But here's a little blurb that indicates payment comes, the name payment comes from Old Hebrew way back possibly in the Old Testament. And is linked to when the fallen angels, possibly the watchers, all that stuff. Maybe Payman is one of those who came down with Lucifer when he fell. And some claim, like this priestess says here, some sources claim that Azazel and Payman are the same. I disagree that Payman and Azazel are the same. They feel incredibly different in energy, and they are very different in approach and mannerisms. This excerpt from The Sacred Magic of Abramelin the Mage gives some more insights into why I think this crossing happened. It's also frequently written as paymon, P-A-Y-M-O-N, and sometimes paymonia, P-A-I-M-O-N-I-A, probably from Hebrew, pomon, P-O-M-N, a tinkling sound or small bell. That's probably why payment comes with music and trumpets and is attached to the arts and music. And continuing on here, she says this is again derived from the Hebrew root pom, to agitate, impel, or strike forward. The word poman is employed in Exodus 2834 and 2833 and 3925. Payment is also called by the rabbis by the title of Ozazel. Azazel, which is a name used in Leviticus with reference to the scapegoat. Its derivation is from Oz, a goat, and Azel, to go away. It has frequently been warmly discussed whether the word in question means simply the scapegoat or whether it signifies a demon to whom that animal was dedicated. But in rabbinic demonology, it is always used to mean one of the chief demons. So there is some indication that Payman is linked to the fallen angels. Obviously, he says that he is obedient to Lucifer. And people way back in the biblical days and probably before knew of this demon entity, fallen angel, Anunnaki, whatever. So now that we know somewhat where Payman was written about and where these rituals came from, as well as some connection to the Bible. Let's dive into how to summon payment. And like I say, I don't recommend doing this. It's just interesting to read about this stuff, what's out there in the world. People that you walk by every day, drive by in the streets, could be evoking demons. You never know. It's just very interesting to me. So I found this blog from occultist.net on how to summon payment. So let's go through it. One, have a clear and correct reason. Please keep in mind that there are many demons you can summon. In fact, there are 72 demons listed in the Lesser Key of Solomon and plenty more in other grimoires. For example, if you want to attract a lover, you'd probably be better off summoning a demon like Zephar or Citri whose specialty is to make one more attractive to the opposite sex. Payman, on the other hand, can provide you with knowledge of all arts and sciences. He can reveal the nature of reality and the mind, provide the magician with dignity, turn any person into the magician's servant or dependent, provides good familiars, which are servants and friends, either spiritual or physical. If you are not sure what you want, it's best not to waste your time and energy on calling forth a demon whose powers don't align with your actual desires. Even worse, it can be considered a rude provocation, which can seriously mess up your affairs until you resolve the conflict with the demon that you wrongly summoned. When you're summoning a king like Paimon, the danger is amplified. Number two, start the ritual by getting into a trance. This is something that I unfortunately have to repeat every time I explain magic to new readers that stumble upon this website. The purpose of doing anything that is considered woo-woo in a ritual is to purposely and consciously get into a trance state. In a trance state, your conscious mind will partially shut down allowing the entity you're attempting to summon to enter through you into this world. So it's not unusual for the demon to speak through you during the ritual, and perhaps even in a way that you would never talk, which can make it a frightening but also a very powerful experience. Number three, summon payment. And this says that you need a quiet place, indoors or outdoors, A table, four candles, a piece of paper, and a pen. That is all you need. It's best to conduct this ritual in the dark, having only four candles lit on the table. This is the process meditate deeply for 30 minutes to let go of mind chatter and focus entirely on the present moment. Draw payment sigil on the piece of paper and place it on the middle of the table. Place one candle on all four corners of the paper. Light the candles, starting with the one pointing to the north, followed by east, south, and west. Keep your arms stretched to your sides with your palms facing the sky as you chant payments in. You can hear the correct pronunciation in this video. Yeah, I'm not doing that. An N. E-N-N is similar to like a mantra, I guess, when you are conjuring up these spirits. Then it goes on to say, from this point in the ritual, it's a highly subjective experience and I can't direct your actions in a specific way. says to keep chanting the N in this position until you feel is necessary. You can follow up this position by swirling, dancing, or moving around the table. Gaze at the sigil. See it change, becoming three-dimensional. Shift from chanting the end to calling upon payment to approach with words of your own design. When payment appears to you either through a vision, sound, or inner experience, you have successfully entered the trance state and summoned payment into the ritual. Communicate your request. The third part of the ritual is about communicating your desire to the demon in question. Now is your chance to ask payment for help in conquering any goal you've had in mind that aligns with his powers. Ask in your own words respectfully, but with self-confidence. It's never wise to give over your personal power to any spiritual entity. You are the summoner, the creator, not a servant. Worshipping a demon and bowing to him is something that demonolators do like the ones in Hereditary. Magicians don't bow to demons, they simply work with them in a respectful manner. It is at this stage of the ritual that the demon might take your voice as his own to answer your questions, or the answers might appear instantaneously in your mind, or maybe you will see a vision or hear a voice. This stage of a summoning ritual is always a very unique and personal event. Number four, end the ritual. Once you've received the answers and or gained confirmation from payment that he will assist you in conquering your goals, you can end the ritual. You can end the ritual after communicating even if you receive a negative answer. In fact, you most definitely should end the ritual properly. End the ritual by allowing the demon to leave the ritual and do his work as he promised. If the ritual ended positively and Payman is willing to help you, keep the paper with his sigil and place it in a safe and respectable place. If he isn't willing to help or you are simply asking for answers to some questions that have now been answered, you can destroy the sigil by tearing it, burning it, throwing it into a river or whatever other means are at your disposal. The purpose of the sigil is to bind the demon to you until your request has been satisfied or you no longer need or want the demon's assistance. In either case, be respectful to every entity that you summon, especially the most powerful ones like payment. Number five, enjoy the benefits of payment's assistance. If you only needed answers to some questions, the benefits obviously stop after payment provided you with the answers. But if your request will require an extended period of time to come to fruition, you will now begin to reap the benefits of having payment in your corner. What those benefits will be exactly, or how they will manifest, is difficult to tell. You might discover mentors that can help you learn anything you desire or you might get an amazing surge of motivation for learning a particular subject. If your request was higher reputation, you might get a promotion at work, change your career path for the better, get increased confidence, which will make people instantly treat you better. Number six, release payment. When you want to end the relationship with payment, simply destroy the sigil to release him from your life. Now, you might be wondering why would you ever want to release a demon that is helping you? Well, mostly because keeping him chained to you when he's outlived his purpose can backfire and introduce negative energy into your life. Also, I don't recommend having more than two, three sigils opened at a time. Conflicting energy can lead to neurosis and other negative side effects. So releasing a demon to introduce a new one is often the best approach, especially when you're dealing with a powerful entity like payment. So that was some information about how to summon payment from occultist.net and I am going to put the link in the show notes so you can read this tons more stuff on payment in that article and probably if you dive through the website more as well, there's tons of stuff on there. And there's also the enchant on there. I haven't clicked on it. I don't even want to hear one second of it or even fuck with that shit. But to each his own. I just want to dive into interesting stuff. Love the movie Hereditary and wanted to know what payment is all about. So I also found some Reddit threads about people who posted about their own experiences in dealing with payment and invoking him i found this reddit thread called demonolatry practices and this is a post from two years ago and it's titled ritual for king Payman just to get a little insight of what's out there and what people are up to so it says so i did a ritual for king Payman dedicated to him and put my silver chain and ring as an offering for his help I burnt candles around his sigil and prayed for his wisdom and knowledge. I saw the candles flicker when asking him if he liked the music and if I should meditate to bring him closer to me. In doing so, I meditated and fell asleep. The dream I had was very vivid. I dreamt of dancing in a great hall, decorated in the prettiest chandeliers and all types of precious metals covering the pillar. That held the great hall. I just wanted to know if the dream was a good sign. Of connecting with payment or not. And then there are some replies. This person says. I would say a resounding yes. The way he communicates with you will be unique. He tends to communicate with individuals. In ways that they will understand. And work with them at improving communications. What I gather Take everything I say with a grain of salt, as I am not, at least as far as I know, speaking directly for King Payman, is he heard you and was letting you know that he wants a relationship with you. You have taken the first step. I don't know where this relationship will take you, but it sounds like he has plans for you. That is not meant to sound ominous. Think of it as the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yeah, I'm not quite so sure about that. I think everything comes with a price, especially when you're dealing with these types of things. I think it's probably going to come back and haunt you, but who am I to say? Sounds very Faustian, kind of like, you know, sell your soul, get riches, get relationships. But what happens in the end? None of this shit talks about what happens in the end, you know, what happens to your soul. I'm not a very religious person, but. There is a battle for your soul out there. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but that's besides the point. I'm going to keep reading from another blog, a quick little thing about payment because it mentions the Abramelin operation or the ritual, and it goes on to say, enter payment years back after the successful Abramelin operation. I evoked the king payment in Gosha style for the first time. Having already gotten his allegiance in the Abramelin operation, it was an easy and yet quite interesting ritual. During our conversation, he offered to bind me to whomever I wanted, unconditionally. I declined. I did ask him to teach me the authentic Kabbalah and some other system of reality interpretation, and he delivered big time. His presence or influence after the ritual was very, very powerful, non-intrusive, and yet borderline obsessive. He has shown me his power, no doubt. I learned a lot, though. My fairly developed claircognizance skyrocketed. I simply knew the most intimate secrets of others just by looking at them. It was not pretty. Payman is a really powerful, angelic spirit. I cannot find anything dark, evil, or demonic about him or his abilities. Quite the opposite. One of his abilities, as we can see in the text below, is to confer dignity. In my experience, that translates not to blowing up ego trip, but to contributing to sincere, up-close, and personal dignity, self-respect, self-love, self-worth, and compassion towards one's intimate perception of self as a whole person. And only after dignity is experienced and enjoyed, only then can one offer real respect to others in my opinion. How many thousands or even millions of depressed people are out there, maybe mostly due to lack of said dignity? Well, payment has or is the cure. Be that it may, With his 200 legions of spirits under his command, according to a number of men in one legion in ancient Rome, that's around 1 million spirits. Payman can really and indeed does provide whatever one asks. Okay, so Payman for depression and anxiety now, huh? Are you depressed? Are you anxious? Ask your doctor about King Payman. Side effects may include speaking in tongues and sudden urge to behead yourself. Clinical studies have shown that female patients that take King Payman have wanted to change genders, so you will be widely accepted by the LGTB2Q plus community. I'm just joking everybody, don't get mad, don't get all offended, you can't cancel me anyway, I ain't got shit to get cancelled from, I'd have to cancel myself, so that's besides the point, I think I covered everything I needed to cover for payment the entity from the movie Hereditary, definitely check it out and definitely check out my previous episode on the Abramelin ritual and the movie A Dark Song. It's all connected, people. If you're paying attention, it's all connected. Thank you all so much for joining me for this episode, diving into payment and a little bit into the movie Hereditary I hope that you're enjoying the Brave New World Order podcast. And if you are, reach out, follow me on Twitter at BraveNWO Podcast. Email me, the Brave New World Order Podcast at gmail.com. Leave a review if you enjoy. Like, share this with your friends, your family, your boss, random people at the supermarkets, at the bank, wherever you're going these days. Help out the podcast, spread the word. And if you really, really want to help out, go the extra mile, there are a couple links in the show notes for you to help support the show. I thank you all so, so very much. If you're listening on Spotify, there is a q and I really like hearing from you answer that. And I will be back shortly. There's so much in this world to dive into. So you'll be hearing a lot out of me. So in the meantime, stay positive. Think for yourself. Question everything. Much love, peace.